Good afternoon, everyone. It's good to see all of you. It would be better if you would smile. A smiling face is always good to see, especially from here. Uh, but uh, good afternoon. Welcome again. Uh, the information on giving might be a lot. Uh, it's too much. Please approach any one of us if you need further clarity. And if all else fails, there's always an envelope. Write your prayer requests and answers to prayer. All right. We are starting a new series. It's a local series, and we're calling it For Who He Is. Repeat that with me, For Who He Is. Sino ba yung He, no? I mean, of course, uh, we are referring to God. It is a series on worship. Ano ba yung, when we say we exist to honor God and make disciples, how do we honor God? When we talk about worship, it is more than just Sunday gathering. It's more than just us coming together to sing songs. But, of course, it is a part of it. Worship is a lifestyle. And the next three weeks, beginning today, we're going to look at worship in our giving, worship in our service, and worship in songs. So three different aspects of worship. Of course, the whole idea is that worship is the way we live life. It's not just one day of the week. Today, we will begin with worship and giving. I'd like to request everyone to please stand in honor of God's word. We will read from 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 9 to 16. Then the people rejoiced because they had given willingly. For with a whole heart they had offered freely to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. Therefore David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. But who am I, and what is my people, that we should be able thus to offer willingly? For all things come from you, and of your own have we given you. For we are strangers before you and sojourners, as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are like a shadow, and there is no abiding. O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a house for your holy name comes from your hand and is all your own. This is the word of the Lord for us this afternoon. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We come before you in worship, and this afternoon we are going to worship you by listening intently to the preaching of your word, because it is your word. Lord, Holy Spirit, speak to each one of us individually what it means to worship you in giving. Lord, anoint the preaching of your word. May you be honored, may you be glorified, and only you alone this afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Please be seated. 
Um, just a few days ago, just this week, I received an invitation in the mail. One of my nephews who lives in another country is getting married. And seeing that invitation did not just remind me of my age, kasi pamangkin ko siya, kakasal na siya. It did not just remind me of my age, but it actually made me remember a lot of Christmases when we were all still together. I don't have my own children, but I have eight directly from my siblings, nephews and nieces. In fact, one of them already has three children. So it uh, made me remember a lot of Christmases when we would have, uh, you know, we would have in different family events, not just Christmases, we would have games for the kids. And, you know, when everyone else would gather, daming memories. Sino sa inyo malaki yung family nyo? And it brings a lot of uh, memories. Now, with eight nieces and nephews, eight na pamangkin, I mean, you can imagine how much of a riot it was. Fun, pero riot. But I remember there would be phrases, and I guess some of you with young children or with children who were once young, maybe you'd be able to relate, some of you. May mga phrases that were always used. But it is mine. And, and you know, one only, you share, it's always good to share. But it is mine. Sino sa inyo? You're, you're familiar with that kind of scenario. You're training your children. And every parent wants what's good for their children. And I remember sometimes, iba, may isang, um, dami niyang ano, I, may, I, had a, I had one instance, and I honestly can't remember which one, I had a lot of candies and chips. So, gusto niya mag-share. Mag-share daw siya. Sabi ko, do you want to share? Share siya. Dala niya yung bag of chips. Merong isang malaking, you know, sometimes, you know, like Nova and all these things, Pringles. Sometimes, you get a whole piece. Sometimes, it's um, uh, drug na. <laughs> Alala ko, laki nung, yung nasa ibabaw, ang laki. Hinati pa niya sa amin. <laughs> I mean, there was a huge canister full of chips. Hinati pa niya. Sharing daw. So, hati kami, masyadong malaki pag napunta sa akin yung isang buo. You know, most parents, if not all, will always say it is good to share. It, it's, what we, it's what we train children and parents have this knack of wanting to see their children walk the right way. I'm sure we hear of other stories, but generally, parents are like that. We don't just love our children. Um, you want to see them walk the right path. Kaya nga minsan, pag teenager, ang daming tension eh. Kasi gusto mo lang naman yung mabuti. Wala ka namang pinipilit. Pero, you know, it's part of uh, raising children. But parents are like that. I'm now a pastor, and I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs> Sabihin sana, obviously. Pero, you know. But my mother still is very, very concerned for, um, for me. So kahit na ilang taon na po ako, may lagi akong maririnig dyan. Kumain ka ng gulay, mabuti yan sa'yo. <laughs> Hanggang ngayon po, tinuturuan pa rin ako minsan. Na, Kumain ka ng gulay, mabuti yan sa'yo. Huwag ka masyadong mabilis magsalita. Hirap yung seniors. And all the seniors in the house will say, Amen. And my mother would always, you know, she would watch this morning worship and after may sasabihin niya, ang bilis mo magsalita. 
So parents are like that. We want um, what we feel is best for the children. Um, you know, even in there are those in their deathbed, tami paring di ba nagbibilin parin. Don't fight. Raise your children well. And sometimes, you know, serve God. Others, other parents say that. Towards the end of their life, hindi, wala namang magulang na nagsasabi, anak, pumasok ka araw-araw sa trabaho. Hindi ganun eh. But raise your children well. Serve God. These are uh, mga common ano yan, no, sa mga magulang. Now, the text we read, there's a changing of the guard. Uh, changing of the guard, merong king, and there's someone who's going to become, there's a new king. David, um, it's one of the last events of David's life, and his son Solomon was going to become king. So, siya yung father, patapos na yung life niya, tapos na yung buhay niya, and his son is now the new king. And the text we read is the speech, what you could say, and the prayer of David during um, uh, the transition when his son was going to become king. And just like any other parent, David was showing Solomon. I guess nandun na siya yung... Wala pa kasi ako doon, no? So I'm trying to imagine. But you know, when you're nearing a certain stage in life, you look back and there are things na alam mo iba yung iba yung tingin mo sa buhay. Pagtanda mo and you know, you're gonna leave your children. Of course, there's a, something different there. And it was like that with uh, David. He wasn't just telling Solomon what's important. He was showing Solomon what truly mattered. Nandun na siya sa tapos na yung buhay niya eh. Iba na yung perspective niya. He had a better picture of life and he wanted his son and the people to see that. David was like a father giving his son a final blessing. And at the same time, he was like a leader showing the people what was truly important. So he had both roles, that of a father and that of a leader. So David declared the truth and reality of things. The beginning of uh, chapter 29, ito yung sabi ni David. And David the king said to all the assembly, Solomon, my son, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. And the work is great, for the palace will not be for man, but for the Lord God. Basically, in front of all the people, he was telling Solomon, the Lord chose you. You may be king. You may be number one, but this is for God. What we are doing is for God. It's not about your name. It's not about you. It is for God. So David declared the reality and the truth of the situation to Solomon and everyone else. But at the same time, David set the example. Hindi siya yung mamamatay na, bahala kayo. He set the example in verse 2. This is... Um, what he said, so I have provided for the house of my God so far as I was able, the gold for the things of gold, the silver for the things of silver, and the bronze for the things of bronze, the iron for the things of iron, and wood for the things of wood, besides great quantities of onyx and stones for setting, 
antimony, colored stones, and all sorts of precious stones and marble, etc., etc. If you read the succeeding verses, ina-itemize everything. In other words, David did not just preach. He put his money where his mouth was. He wasn't just telling the people, you give. Nauna siya. So he was showing Solomon how to lead. Okay? David was first to give for that which God tasked Solomon to do. Um, if uh, you go back to David's life, David wanted to build the temple. I guess every king would want that. But um, through a prophetic word, God told him, that's not for you to do. It will be your son. It's going to happen in the lifetime of your son. And this was David exiting and supporting what God tasked Solomon to do. Um, ang topic natin yung worship and giving, but it could also be another topic on supporting the next generation. So I want you to see, uh, when you read the Bible, iba-iba yan, no? malalim siya. So David was doing that. Now, what can we glean from this? And sabi niya, okay, uh, pastor, so what's next? David, at the end of his life, understood who God is. You know, for those of you who may be familiar with the life of David, it wasn't an easy life. And it wasn't a life that was righteous in every way. David committed some of the worst sins. I, you know, sin is sin. Kahit anong kasalanan, kasalanan. Pero yung ibang kinumit ni David, yung tipong front page dun sa tabloid. Hindi siya, ma-front page siya and the tabloids because of some of the sins he committed. So that's a, he lived that kind of life. But the Bible also says David was a man after God's own heart. And it wasn't a singular incident that brought David there. It, it was David again and again becoming. He wasn't just a man after God's own heart, but it is a becoming a person after God's own heart. And that gives a lot of hope for all of us. Sometimes we look at our life, parang, Di naman yata pwede. But when you look at the life of David, it wasn't a single incident, but it was him. It's an ongoing becoming a person after God's own heart. David's reign together with that of his son Solomon, it's actually said to be Israel's golden age. Yung reign ni David, tsaka nung anak niya. So can you imagine, during that time, when monarchy, the different kingdoms all over the world, David's and Solomon's reign, it's said to be the golden age of Israel. Upon David was compared every other king of Israel. Everyone na dumating after David, siya yung barometer. Alam niyo yung minsan pag mahirap, di ba? Yung, there are some families, I don't say this is good, pero yung lagi na lang, tignan mo na lang yung kuya mo. Gayahin mo yung kuya mo. Gayahin mo yung ate mo. And lahat ng mga mas bata, di ba? Ayaw natin yon. But it happens. But David's life was like that. So, siya yung, ano, siya yung yardstick pag sinabi si David. Sa kanya kinukumpara lahat. And David and his heirs, they, they were promised the eternal throne. You will never fail to have an heir sit on the throne. That was a promise of God to David. I want you to understand who David is or who David was, so you'll have an appreciation for what we're going to talk about. 
Now, in the midst of all he went through, something stood out in David's life. He understood who it was he was worshiping. You know what the Bible says? He was a man after God's own heart. David always saw himself in light of who God is. Always. He lived life for who he is. He lived life for the God that he served. And similarly, we are to worship God for who he is. We don't worship God on our own terms. We worship God for who he is. Not for who we are, not for where we are, but for who he is. You know, we Filipinos, for the most part, for the most part, I mean, for maybe a lot, not all, don't like talking about money. I don't like talking about money. My friends know that. Gusto ko tapos agad pag pera pinag-uusapan. Ayaw ka nang usap ng pera. And a lot of Filipinos are like that. Pag-uusapan natin yan kung business. But outside, outside business, we don't like talking about money. Am I right? You like talking about money? Or kailangan ko po maintindihan kung tama ba ako na most of us don't like talking about money. Lalo na sa church, di ba? Tumahimik. Pero daming, ang dami niyong gumaganon, pero tahimik. And that is, that's the reality. I don't like talking about money. But I like preaching the Bible. And the Bible talks about money. So we will not shy away from talking about it. Okay lang ba yan? We'll talk about the Bible. We'll talk about what the Bible says. And I will not be doing my part as a pastor and preacher of the word if there are parts of the Bible that I skip. Okay? So we're talking about who God is and we're talking about giving. Okay lang ba? Okay lang? Pwedeng mas convince kayo? <laughs> now, what does it mean? Well, we'll just look at what the word says. Tapos na po yung offering. We're not gonna ask for another offering. So, listen. What does it mean then to worship God in giving? I want us, out of this account of David and Solomon, there, the changing of the guard and the transition, I want us to see three things. And it is by no means the only way we worship God in giving, but three things uh, that we could glean from this on what it means to worship God in giving. Number one, we give with joy because we are giving to the Lord. And I want us to understand this. It's not just giving's offering. Eh? Giving in general. Living a lifestyle of giving. We do it. Because ultimately, it is to the Lord. In verse, in verse 9, it says, Then the people rejoiced because they had given willingly. For with a whole heart they had offered freely to the Lord, David the king also rejoiced greatly. If you go back the verses before that, it would itemize everything they gave. Mahihiya yung nagtitinda ng jewelry dyan. If you want to, you know, every furniture shop here, every jewelry store, mahihiya sa dami nung binigay nila. Because they gave every sort of stone, every type of wood 
for the work of God. And come verse 9, it says they, will, they were all rejoicing greatly because they understood they were giving to the Lord. You know, growing up, there was this phrase that I, I would hear from others and I did not understand. Yung ano, pag may bibigyan ng food, baka sumakit siyan ko pag kinain ko. Have you heard that? Baka sumakit siyan ko pag kumain. I, I, I would hear that when I was young from other people. Tapos medyo malaking matanda na po, hindi naman matanda. Medyo teenager na ako nung naintindihan ko. May term pala sa Pinoy, no? Yung, you, you know, Filipinos, try it. Visit any house ng Pinoy. Or Filipino, or maybe Phil Chai. My friend Elisa is uh, Chinese with a Filipino heart. Uso yon eh. Pag pupunta ka sa bahay, kain ka. Sino sa inyo ganon? Pag may dumating, di ba? Pero yung niluto nyo, eksakto lang. Sino sa inyo ganon? Kahit eksakto lang niluto nyo, mag-aalo kayo kasi dapat. Sino yung ganon? Di ba? Tapos, pinag, yung parang nag-alok ka, pero sa isip mo, sana huwag siya magtagal. <laughs> kasi, yung isang anak mo, pauwi. Baka wala nang abutan. Pinoy na Pinoy yun eh. You know, honestly, when I used to hear that, bakit nila sinasabi yun? Baka sumakitang siyan. Kasi nagbibigay, hindi naman bukal sa loob. ba? Minsan may ganon. Ako, I learned. Yung sometimes, pag may hawak ng chocolate, natuto na ako, pag hindi ko talaga gustong ibigay, hindi ko nalang ibibigay kaysa magbibigay ako. Tapos parang feeling, feeling ko sasakit yun siya ng tao. ba? But, you know, some practices we have as Filipinos, actually train us to give reluctantly. We think it's a good practice to be hospitable. But it is training us to be reluctant givers. And reluctant givers are not worshipful people. We need to learn what it means to prayerfully give. Prayerful giving. I'm not talking about giving na parang halos waldas na. No? Bigay ka na lang ng bigay. Hindi mo pinag-iisipan. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about prayerful giving. We have to learn. Um, we're doing the... It's, today is Bless Another Weekend. It's Bless Another Sunday. We've been announcing that the last two weeks. I hope you came ready. We're gonna do it after the preaching. But it's really prayerfully considering. Having that attitude na, Lord, anong gusto mong gawin sa provision na meron ako ngayon? And that's what it means to be joyful givers. Ready ka laging bumunot. Hindi yung ang lalim nung... Yung, yung pantalon mo or yung ang lalim pag hinahanap mo yung eh, you know, pag hinahanap mo yung wallet mo parang parang wala <laughs> I mean you know and, and that's not literal of course but sometimes our heart is like that yung, ang, ang hira. but I hope we learn to live that way not just on Sunday but every day to have that stance that I will be joyful when I give because ultimately it is to the Lord and I want us to show Bible verses that show giving unto God. In Proverbs 19, verse 17, this is what it says. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, 
and he will repay him for his deed. Can you imagine that? Kay Lord ka nagpapautang. The one who will repay you is God. I don't know if I can say this, but maybe I'll say this. Um, decades ago, when Victory was a young church, there was a decision that the leadership made that there's really a percentage of everything that's given that will go to the poor and needy. And this was decades ago. We didn't have facilities like this. But I remember at the time, that percentage was sacred. In other words, kung mali, maliit yung simbahan, kahit walang pambayad ng rent, hindi siya pwedeng galawin. Because it was sacred. It was being set aside for the poor and needy because the leaders had felt it was what God wanted. The whole idea is God's heart is for us to be a blessing to others. So I'm not just talking about giving in the offering. You may be giving in the offering, but if you're not generous outside, I don't think it pleases God. I honestly don't think it pleases Him. 1 Timothy 6, verses 18 to 19. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Imagine, this was Paul... He was writing to Timothy. Kakatapos lang namin sa seminary niyan. Kaya mas naintindihan ko yung mga verse na ganito. Eh. He was training Timothy how to be a pastor. How to lead people. And he was telling Timothy, teach them to give. Teach them to give because what they give today will affect the kind of future they have. Will affect their vision of the future that God has for them. It's not just in this world, but even in the age to come. So Paul was showing Timothy the importance of training people to be generous. So number one, we give with joy. Sabihin niyo, give joyfully. Give joyfully because ultimately we are giving to the Lord. That's what it means to worship in giving. Hindi po yung, ano, yung, hindi yung masakit sa loob, masama sa loob pag nagbibigay. We give joyfully. Number two, we give our best because it is for the Lord. Sabi nung iba, Pastor, hindi pa ba, ba enough na masaya ako? Kailangan ba meron pang best? <laughs> Nakakatakot naman yata yon pag merong best. But that is what God deserves, the best. In verses 10 and 11, it says, Therefore David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. You know, at the end of his life, David was certain of only one thing. He was certain of only one thing. The majesty, the greatness, and the power of God. After 
decades of living, the kind of life he did after decades of experiencing the hand of God upon his life, David was at the end of his life and he understood the bigness of God. Imagine, he had a lot. I mean, everything he was leaving for Solomon was enough to build the temple. Ngayon po, yung part of my work before becoming a pastor had to do with construction. And I, I came to understand how much it actually costs to build, uh, you know, mga buildings, structure. So David had a lot, and he was giving it to Solomon. And yet he was saying, at the end of it, God is great. There is nothing in this world that compares to the greatness of God. Do you understand that God is great? Do you understand the bigness of God? He wasn't, David wasn't just giving because God needed it. Yung iba sa atin, pag dumadating ang Sunday, yung offering, feeling natin kailangan nung, kailangan na, kailangan ni God, kailangan ko magbigay. David was giving because God deserved it. Because it was for God. And we need to understand that, that when we give, it is because God deserves it. That we give in worship because we are worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The one who created heaven and earth. The one who can wipe away everything you have in one click and then give you way mo so much more than you could ever ask or imagine. That is the God David was serving. And he was showing Solomon and the people, look, this is God. He deserves everything. You know, we should start seeing the aspect of our giving or begin to start giving in worship. I remember, uh, especially during the pandemic, prior to the pandemic, not a lot of people were giving online. It forced us during the pandemic to give online. We had to learn um, and to this day, I still do it for my, for my mom, no? Yung online. Mahirap sa iba yung online. But I remember when we transitioned a lot, to do, a lot of things to doing online, it was just so easy. Yung one click na lang. Yung nasanay ka na, nag-gcash ka. Diba? You, you do a lot of things online, may PayPal. Sino sa inyo, nasanay sa online, natutong mag-online nung pandemic. Wala. Ayaw nyo magtaas ng kamay kahit. Pero natuto tayo, diba, ng online. But I remember when Bishop Jure was meeting with the pastors, he was telling us, look, I know you give, and it's so easy for this to be just like clockwork. Sanay na sanay ka na lang pagdating ng ano, blessing, okay, online. But he was reminding us, this is a spiritual act. This is a spiritual act. So as you do it, a simple prayer of worship to God makes a huge difference. You know, I learned. After that, I always remind myself, oops, sanay na sanay ka na, yung click na lang, okay. Yung iba nga, ano na, ginawa na, di ba? Pag alam mo yung sweldo mo, regular. And yung recurring, nasa recurring, parang wala nang, parang clockwork na lang talaga eh. But I hope we don't ever lose sight of the fact that giving is worship. It's worship. Every time you give, it is an act of saying, God, you deserve my best. 
It is a highly spiritual act. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, spiritual act pala yun. <laughs> you know, don't ever take it lightly. Don't ever take it lightly. Some of you have the gift of giving. Some of you are very generous. That's great. But let's not take it lightly because it is worship to God. Don't ever withhold from God what is His. For those of you, I hope you understand. It is a spiritual act. Don't withhold from God what is His and don't withhold from another what God wants you to give to another. Okay? Minsan yung iba sa atin, ang daling magbigay sa offering eh. Pero pag sinabi ni God, i-bless mo kaya yon, Huh? Ako minsan ganun parang, Lord, did I hear you right? Tapos di ba, papa-appointment ka pa dun sa ear doctor mo. Parang baka may mali. Sino sa inyo minsan ganun? Si Romel lang nagtaas ng kamay. Kami lang ni Romel yung ganun. Di ba yung minsan parang, huh? I mean, honestly. Kanila lang, di ba? Parang God was, parang I felt like, huh, Lord? Nag-prepare na ako eh, totoo ba yun? Sometimes we're like that eh. Ako rin po minsan ganun, parang Lord, baka naman ako lang yun. But you know, hindi nakakamali si God. I want us to have that notion, we give God our best because He deserves it. You know, even when you give to calamity victims, I hope you give your best because that is worship. Hindi, hindi nyo bibigay yung mga hindi nyo bibigay yung patapon. Sometimes, you know, we give what's pre-loved. I think that's the operative word now, no? pre-loved. Hindi siya second-hand, it's pre-loved. But I hope it's really the quality is that. Hindi siya patapon. Why? Because it is worship. When we give to people in need, we give the best we can because we know we are also giving to God. Okay? Sino sa inyo gusto nyo nang umalis? Huwag muna. Pat- patapos na tayo. Number three. Number one, we give joyfully. Because it is to the Lord. Number two, we give our best. Because it is for the Lord. And number three, we give sacrificially. Because everything is from the Lord. Everything is from the Lord. Anong ibig sabihin when you give sacrificially? It hurts. Giving that hurts. In verses 14 to 16, it says, this was David, continuation ng prayer niya, but who am I and what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly for all things come from you and of your own have we given you. For we are strangers before you and sojourners as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are like a shadow and there is no abiding. O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building your house for your holy name comes from your hand and is all your own. You know, David at the end of his life had everything money can buy. He had everything. He had everything this world can offer. And yet, he was looking back, preparing his son, and that, that was his prayer. Lord, lahat to sa'yo galing. So thank you for the privilege of being able to worship you by giving 
what came, what came from you anyway? You know, some of us, sometimes this is hard. Hard-earned money is good. Hard-earned money is good. There's a sense of pride in what you accomplish. Diba? Sin sa inyo, gustong gusto nyo yun. Yung pagkatapos nung, when you get paid for a project, um, when you get uh, your salary sa ATM, however way it comes, when you, when you close a business deal, yung pagod na pagod kayo, walang, and then you get paid for it, it feels good. Tama ba? It feels good. There's a sense of pride in what you accomplish. The truth, though, is it is still not our own. It is from God. And you have to wrestle with that. Lord, pinagtrabahuhan ko to eh. Lord, ako yung ano eh, nag-overtime. Ako yung, pakiramdam ko, ako yung inalipin ng kumpanya eh. <laughs> yung iba, feel na feel yun, di ba? Alipin ka ng kumpanya. You know, Lord, ako yun eh. You know, it is God who gives us the ability to produce wealth. That's what the Bible says. Work is from God, and there is such a thing. You know, there's a, such a thing as the theology of work. Yun po yung unang-unang inaral ko sa seminary, theology of work. At that time, I was a recovering workaholic. So I had to understand. And I realized, you know, work is from God. Work is not part of the curse. Yung iba kasi, di ba, parang ayoko na magtrabaho, part of the curse yun eh. Kinurse ni God nung nagkasala si Adam at si Eve. Hindi po. Work is part of our inheritance. The difficulty of work is what was cursed. But it is part of our inheritance. So don't get me wrong, work is good. We steward things well because God entrust them, entrusted them to us. Diba? Gusto mo yung Hindi, hindi mo basta-basta ibibigay kasi nga, kailangan inaalagaan eh. Because we're stewards, right? You know, at the end of the day, we're still stewards. It still is not ours. And I hope we're able to do that. Sacrificial giving is giving that hurts. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, it's supposed to hurt. But you see, I may say sacrificial giving is a kind of giving that actually breaks the backbone of greed in your life. If you want to get out of the greed that seemingly is taking hold of your heart all the time, give sacrificially. Give to the point that it hurts. I remember, you know, as, as, we, as, we, as we close, I remember... I have a couple, and I know them. Uh, they're friends. I won't say their name because um, I heard them share this. They were speaking at one couple's retreat on regarding finances. And because, di ba, lagi, pag mag-asawa, pag mag-asawa, in case sa inyo, mag-aasawa pa lang kayo, you are merging not just two families, it's two cultures and two different ways of doing things and handling finances. Ganon yun eh, pag nag-asawa. So this couple, sometimes, you know, there would be things that they would give to uh, spending. They agreed. Anytime they're gonna give to something, to, to a cause or to someone, 
magpo-pray sila. So, hindi yung, kung sino yung mas mahal kayong sweldo, siya yung nagde-decide. Hindi ganon. They will pray. Kasi nga, it's a spiritual act. Sabihin mo sa katabi mo, it's a spiritual act. So, they would pray together. Not together, and individually, they would pray. So, kumbaga, merong may need or may cause. Kunyari, um, may ikakasal. Ninong at ninang sila. Pati kasal, ha? They would actually pray. What they feel like they will give. And then, pagkatapos nila mag-pray, mag-uusap sila. You know their agreement? Kung ano yung mas mataas, yun yung bibigay nila. You know, when I heard that, I said, that's wonderful. So, ganito. Basta, we will always ask God individually. And when we come together, we will always go with a higher amount. So, walang away. Walang away. Because it was an agreement that they made at the beginning of their marriage. That that's how they're going to do it. This is hard. Sige sa inyo, iniisip nyo. Mahirap to, ah. Pwede ka ito mga okay lang. It is hard. It's always hard to go against the grain of our humanity. Always. Diba? Mas madaling hindi magtrabaho eh. Mas madaling humiga lang. Mas madaling hindi magbigay. It's always easier to just shop for yourself. Mas madali na sa'yo na lang lahat ng kinikita mo. Kung naman ang nagtrabaho. Our humanity craves more, always. Laging papasok. That's, that's our humanity. And I remember, there was this, we were talking about it, Pastor Noel and I remembered, there was this uh, man who traveled. Um, he was a preacher. His name was Don Sims. Trying to look for him online, but Pastor Noel said he died already. As a young Christian, this is what we heard. This was in the 80s. He always taught us, to have our hands raised. He would say that. When we started doing the bless another, it was after two weeks of him preaching, and he would say, this is the stance you should have when it comes to blessing and money. Hands always open. Hands always open. Don't hold on tight to anything because as the blessing flows, there will be plenty for you. The whole idea is if your hands are tight-fisted, wala rin paglalagyan ng blessing. Kasi nakaganon ka eh. So he taught us to have hands. Laging ganyan pagdating sa blessing. And you know what I realized? Palms raised and open wide is an act of worship. Tangang kamay mo. Di ba pag yung iba sa inyo, parang nahihiya pag ganyan lang eh. Yung iba, observe, observe, the following week, tumataas na. But palms open wide is an act of worship. Raised to heaven is an act of worship. And that is what worship and giving is. Giving and worship is like that. Uh, you know what other palms are wide open? Palms of Jesus when he died for us. Freely. Nailed on the cross for the sins of humanity. The sacrifice that gave us more than we could ever hope for. Something we could never deserve. What He freely gave us pales in comparison to any material blessing 
we can have or hold on to. Because of Him, we can now freely worship God. It is because of Jesus that we can. And you know, as we begin this series and end this service, uh, this preaching on worship and giving, I hope even as God calls on us to be givers, worshipful givers, at the back of our minds, we will always have that picture of what Jesus freely gave us. Because only because of that can we live the kind of life that God wants us to live. The kind of giving life that God wants us to live. Only in worship to the God that we serve. Why don't we pray? Lord, we want to thank you. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for everyone here. Lord, you know our different circumstances, our individual, individual concerns. But Lord, teach us to worship you with the way we give. You know, some of you have always lived compartmentalized life. I'd like to request all of us to stand up as we pray. There are some of you, you've lived very compartmentalized lives. You have your Christianity on Sunday. And the rest of the week is really up to you. Same thing applies to how you view your money. But I hope this afternoon you would heed God's call to worship as a lifestyle. It's not just Sundays, but it is living a life that worships God in every way. Some of you are fairly new. And you're not familiar with a lot of these things, but you're beginning to see the bigness of God. A sense of awe at who God is. And that is okay. Because that is who God is. I want to pray for you. For those who have been in church for a while. And yet you know your life is compartmentalized. I want you to have a fresh perspective on God's provision. If that's you, you want a fresh perspective on viewing money and the provision of God, I want you to raise your hand. Lord, Lord, you see all these hands raised. Lord, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to each one, that you would show them how they can worship you with the way they handle their finances with the way they give, with the way they freely give. Lord, I pray that you would teach them to live a Christianity where worship is a lifestyle. Lord, as hands are raised, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would show each one that you deserve our all. You would give each one a sense of awe 
at who you are, our great and awesome God. Give us a fresh perspective of knowing life before the eyes of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.